Hello, 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 you beautiful, beautiful people. My name is Chloe. Welcome to the Godly Elements Podcast. To know anything you want about me, check out the link in my description. Um, GodlyElements.org, you'll find everything you want about me. This week's message is on faith. Why is it on faith? God led me to the book of James. I'm now currently in the book of Hebrews, which are both really all about faith and why we should keep our faith and the things that happen as an unbeliever you know we know that going back into Moses him rescuing the Israelites from Egypt um, getting them out of slavery out of bondage and ultimately delivering them to the promised land however because of their unbelief they turned a four-day journey into a 40-year journey. They kept complaining, they kept mumbling, and they saw God's hand on the whole situation. They saw His glory, they saw miracles, they saw all these beautiful things that many people do not see. And they still didn't believe. You know, spiritually, God still does this. He takes us out of bondage, He takes us out of slavery out of our spiritual Egypt and brings us to the wilderness to really mold and define us to give us our identity in him to give us our purpose and to really stretch us to refine us to put us through the fire so that we ourselves can have a fire we can burn continually with this oil you know so many people will live their lives going in circles because they choose not to believe God. They choose not to truly believe in God. One of the characteristics to the fruit of the Spirit is faith. And a believer should have these characteristics. You know, the whole fruit of the Spirit it is singular. It is the fruit of the Spirit. And many people, they, they pick and choose when they want to put on God. They go to church and um, they feel good, so they put on God. And many people, they get out of church or something happens, even at the church parking lot. And it's like, whoa, you know, like where, where, where's your Holy Spirit? And many people do not have the Holy Spirit. It does not dwell within them. It does not live in them. It comes and goes because they are unclean and evil. God calls them unbeliever evil you know evil heart and we know that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds then we're going to give us a new heart we know that because of our faith our friends can be saved because of our faith our family members can be saved because our faith miracles will happen that other people will call coincidence you know, and we know that nothing is coincidental. The fruit of the Spirit is this. Galatians 5, 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with his affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. So, without these fruits, there is no law. 
that is not the Holy Spirit dwelling within someone that is not truly God's child. I'm sorry for all the background noise. My cats are extra awake today. So, Scripture says that we know a tree by its fruit, to judge a tree by a fruit, by its fruit. And if we ourselves are bearing good fruits, we're able to see much further, much deeper than the human eye can. God wants us to have eyes to see and ears to hear. So, any and everybody that is not operating out of these fruits, out of this fruit, is not truly of God. Scripture states that we're not truly God's unless we have His Holy Spirit. Yes, we were all created as God's children. However, life happens, the world got in the way. Many people are children of the devil, you know, and all their ways are unstable. They are double-minded, and they don't see the wrong that they do because they're not seeking righteousness. They are not seeking godliness. They are not seeking holiness which is only found in God. Many people find God by reading the Word, because the Word is God. And then you develop a relationship with Jesus Christ, which is God. And then He gives you His Holy Spirit as a gift, which is God. You know, many people complain that God isn't real, that our beliefs are fake. But it is things that we believe in that would truly justify our faith. If we truly believe in Jesus Christ and the things that he's done for us and God, we will love him. If we love him, we will keep his commandments. If we keep his commandments, we will strive every single day to become more and more like him, to take on his heart, his character and posture. Many people will say they have faith, however, their lifestyles do not reflect the faith that they claim. Scripture says that faith without works is dead. Show me your works, no, show me your faith without any works, and I'll show you my works by my faith. The way that we choose to live our lifestyle will determine exactly what kind of faith we have. If we have that faith that is in vain, deceiving ourselves, or if we have that faith that can, that is known through our actions and the things we do, the way we carry ourselves. If you claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ, and you are the same as you've been your whole life, then maybe you need a reality check from God. Maybe you need to really take heed and come to this place of repentance, come to this place of surrender. Because God changes you. He makes you a new creature. He makes you a new creation. He gives you a new heart. He helps you to renew your mind. Repentance itself is a change of mind. So if you're not changing the way that you see things, the way that you are as a whole, then you truly aren't walking in faith. You truly aren't walking in spirit and truth. If you don't have the Holy Spirit within you, how could you walk in spirit and truth when 
The Holy Spirit is the one that reveals much more than the human can create. You know, there are many people that have created all of these things from Scripture, but they don't have the Holy Spirit. So they justify it by manipulating Scripture to fit in their actions. However, when you're really walking in His Spirit, you know that Scripture is going to define the very person you are and why you're doing it. Scripture tells us to have an answer prepared when somebody asks us why we choose to live the way that we do, why we don't do this or that. So, having true faith in God, really believing, will be shown throughout your lifestyle, will be shown in everything you have your hand in. You will be set apart from those around you, you will be set apart from the world. You begin to not want to be around the same people that you were once so close with. You begin to not want to do the things you used to be so joyful in. Your desires shift. Your reason to live shifts. Your motives. This is exactly what Jesus does. He gives you peace. He gives you his fullness. First, he has to take out all that is wicked and ugly inside of you. He has to take out the flesh in you to then put in his spirit. God is like, his richness is like when you taste a really good wine, you taste a really good liquor, you taste a really good cheese, a really good chocolate, and you call it rich. Because you could taste how much more quality it has compared to something that may be very inexpensive. Something that may be cheap. And the quality of this taste is what makes it rich. That's exactly what God gives us. You could read scripture, you could listen to sermons, you could watch and follow people. <coughs> Excuse me. That seem to have their lives together because they're only proclaiming the goodness of God and none of their transgressions. They're only claiming the goodness of their lives without repenting openly, without humility. However, the richness of God is really revealing our filth before him. He's sharing the things that he's done for us. Being a walking living testimony. And through your testimony, you are sharing your faith. You had an experience with God and you're letting it be known throughout the nations. You're telling anybody that is willing to listen. You're giving your life for him. You're sharing the good news because of the things it's done for you. People without true faith will not share the gospel. will be very negative and bitter. People that do not have true faith will give God a few hours, if even once a week. And this religion is worthless. It is evil in the eyes of God.
John 12, 48. He that rejecteth me, and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Jesus came to bring the word, to bring the sword, to bring the very thing that will divide us, that will, that is, that will penetrate us and divide all that is fleshly, all that is worldly, with his spirit, with his goodness, with his true children and remnant. Jesus came so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. He did not come to condemn the world, but to save us, to be the very ticket for our salvation. One way to God is through Jesus Christ. Many people pick and choose which scriptures they want to believe, pick and choose, pick and choose which scriptures they want to follow, whichever ones are convenient for them, and they justify their life and their actions by God knowing their hearts. I just recently listened to this beautiful testimony of a former stripper and prostitute, extremely similar to my testimony. And this female, I just wanted to hug her. You know, glory be to God when you hear testimonies as such. She was going into how God had led her to Rahab and Mary Magdalene. And how much God valued these women. How through the genealogy of Rahab, Jesus came. How Mary Magdalene gave her every cent, her every valuable thing to Jesus. And cried at his feet. When you have an encounter with God, especially for the very first time, and you're humbled, and you're presented to Jesus, you can't help but to kneel, to weep, and mourn at his feet, because he's just so pure and righteous, and you know how filthy we are before him. Many people who choose to Ignore this feeling of void, ignore this feeling of lack and sorrow and this burden within them. Because they don't want to admit that they truly are filthy. That they're filled with wicked desires, evil temptations. People don't want to think of the fact that somebody who is so perfect, and we ourselves can never be. Many people cannot think of the fact that somebody else died for you and I. And that somebody else took on all the sins that could have ever been created by mankind and conquered death. Many people have a limited capacity within their minds to believe such a thing. And yet, as a true Christian, this is exactly what we place our faith in. We know that God died for us. We know that Jesus' blood was shed 
the arts can be spared. We know that if someone rejects us, it's not really us, but the God in us. When somebody receives us, it's not really us, but the God in us. We know that in the day of judgment, we will be judged accordingly with justice. God's staff is injustice. Through the word of God, we are divided. Those of us that know scripture, in the scripture, we may not know cover to cover, but who does? But we're in our scripture, and we're starting to show ourselves approved, and we're going from glory to glory. We can see the division within the world. We can see the division in our household. Scripture states in the last day, it will be mother against daughter, father against son, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. It'll be the members in your own household coming against the other. However, the body of Christ is rising, is strengthening, and is being unveiled, moving in unity through His Spirit because of belief. Belief is something that will deliver you into your promised land. Belief is something that will get you out of those continuous cycles. Belief is something that will save your soul. Belief is something that will be unto you as righteousness, as godliness. And it's proved through the way that we live our lives. It's seen by the way that we treat people. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Verse 9 and 10 Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. Hey! Behave! So, yes, God saves us. We have everybody has the ability to be saved because of God's grace, because of His mercy. However, if we don't have true faith in Jesus, we will never be saved. It is a gift. It is a gift of salvation. The Holy Spirit is a gift. God has gifted us many talents and everything. He has gifted us everything. But many people do not have the faith to acknowledge God for those things. Many people have the gift of singing, of acting, of writing, many gifts and talents. Very few show reverence to God in giving them. Many few show reverence to God in using them for His glory. People that plain faith, and yet their hearts are far from God, will say, oh, glory be to God, I have this or I have that. But nothing about their life will be given to God. The whole concept 
of a Christian lifestyle is to walk in Christ, is to give our lives to God, is to build and grow in our faith, which will lead us to doing kingdom work, kingdom business, kingdom ministries, staying rooted in Christ Jesus, and leading others to his richness, his fullness. I'm going to read James 5, 7 through 20. James 5, 7 through 20. All the scripture I've been reading is King James Version. The Valley of Patience and Prayer. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receives the early and later rain. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Judge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take, my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord, for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we come from happy, rich, and dirt. We have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven nor by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay be nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one for another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and rains not on the month on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one converts him, let him know that he which converted the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Love hides a multitude of sins. Something that was revealed to me last night was that Jesus loved his earthly parents so much. Nothing bad is written about them. Not a single thing. A fully human, full of mistakes, error, and wickedness in our flesh. Not a single thing wrong was mentioned about his earthly parents because of how much he loved them. Many parents have some bad kids. Everybody has done something bad in their lives. And our parents, for the most part, will be the ones to cover us in love. Many parents will not go around telling everybody of the wicked things their child has done. 
where they cover them and not however through faith the sick will be healed and saved and forgiven of their sins there's somebody in the bible that was saved because of their friend's faith Job when he was going through all of his afflictions his friends went and learned with him they put on sackcloth and ash on their foreheads or on their hands and they learned with him and although he complained and he murmured they spake of the goodness of God that has been shown to him throughout the years and then finally Job was corrected by God the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up and if he have committed sins they shall be forgiven him our faith is much more stronger than a tattoo than a the Bible verse in your bio then a frame on your wall somewhere that has cute words our faith can save and heal the sick and lead souls to salvation and hide a multitude of sins from that person being saved. My goal is to lead souls to Jesus Christ because in my flesh I have led people to hell without really knowing it. Chances are you probably have too. There are some people that have tried to lead you to hell. There are some people that have tried to trample on you, to run your name throughout the ground and to drag you in the mud, and yet God, when you've been forgiven, he doesn't think about any of those things you've done before that. When you repent, he blocks out all of the wickedness you've done in your life, but true repentance, when you have faith, you are saved into salvation, you are written in the book of lives book of life. It is our faith that must save us. God's grace is available to anybody. His salvation is available to anybody. But if you don't truly have his faith, I'm sorry, if you don't truly have faith in him, his grace is worthless to you. Because you will be put in the pit of fire, the lakes of fire, Day of judgment. You won't receive the crown of life. You won't receive heaven. You won't receive God's fullness. Rather, experience His wrath. Experience His fierce anger. Experience the authority side of Him in the wrong way, in the bad way, that leads to sorrow. Wisdom, and the more it is grown, will lead to sorrow because you see how many people are truly dead inside. You see how many people are deceived and lost, broken, full of anger, rage, blaming any and everything.
my buddy. Even that. But they rarely look within themselves to see what they had to do with their affliction. All of us have been the victim at some point in time. However, we have also been the accuser. We have been the murderer. We have been the one to push someone else to save ourselves, to step on another person to save ourselves. Coming from the world in such ugliness and seeing the difference within you that God has done, you understand why people are the way that they are. You understand because you see in the spirit all that you do must be in spirit and in truth. And that will never be possible for you if you do not have true faith, supernatural faith. If God's word said that he split the Red Sea and that's how Israelites crossed over, and that same sea that he split drowned and killed off all the people that were chasing him, that's exactly what happened. God says that he came in the flesh, took on our sins, and conquered them. That's exactly what happened. If God said that he made the firmament and made it the heaven, that's exactly what it is. If God says that whatever he says, I believe it. However, take heed to the voices that you may think is God. The devil himself can appear to you as an angel of light. So really being rooted in faith through Jesus Christ requires us to know his voice. Requires us to turn up the volume of his voice within us. So we're not, lead, we're not led astray. We're not leading others astray. Those who teach the gospel will be judged higher because there's a possible chance they're leading people astray. Which is why we should be knowing the word for ourselves and not just depending it on someone else. We shouldn't depend our relationship with God by the way that somebody else has a relationship with Him. God is full of variety. Knowing every language characteristic, he made us. He is personal to us so that we can understand him, communicate with him, be in a constant third party conversation. Many people call their conscience to be so wise. He truly is God. All of the great ideas come from God. God uses the wicked for his greatness. He uses the evil for good. This is the God I serve. This is the God I believe in and I've put my whole life in. I trust him more than I trust me. So that is my faith. What is your faith for God? I love you beautiful people. Choose to be kind. Choose to be well. I'll see you next time.